Good day, everyone. Welcome to the CSU Relentless Gardener podcast. I am Colorado State University horticultural agent, Linda Langelo, and joining me today is Lisa Mason, CSU Extension horticulture agent of Arapahoe County. Now let's get to the heart of it, where we explore today's topic on spotted lanternfly. Hello, Lisa. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm great. I know this is a relatively new insect, and I know that spotted lanternfly is not here yet or hasn't been detected, and I, I know that they're looking for it and you know if anybody thinks that they see it they're to bring it in and have it positively id'd or hopefully it's it's a you know it's not one of them so so what is the spotted lanternfly and tell us a little bit about its life cycle yeah, so the the spotted lanternfly is another invasive species. Um, this insect is native to Asia um, and has found its way here to the United States. Um, it's an insect insect that hitchhikes well um, because the egg masses can be found on almost anything. Uh, it unfortunately was found in the U.S. in 2014, uh, and it's in Pennsylvania and many of the eastern states. Thankfully, it is not here in Colorado. Uh, this is a, you know, if you look at the, the insect, it's, it's actually a, a very interesting looking insect. It looks like a moth species, but it is actually a plant hopper and plant hoppers, uh, feed on plant tissues. And so this insect has no natural controls here in the United States, uh, and feeds on plant tissues of many different plants, uh, such as fruit trees, uh, grapevines, hops, hard, hardwoods, um, many ornamental plants, and especially um, uh, tree of heaven. If you have tree of heaven, which actually is a little bit of an invasive tree here in Colorado. Uh, so it causes quite a bit of damage. Most of the time, um, there, there are exceptions, of course, most of the time the plant hoppers, the spotted lanternfly does not kill the plants, but causes significant damage. And so it does that through its life cycle, uh, has a one year life cycle. Uh, the eggs actually overwinter. So there you'll see these large egg masses um, that were laid anytime, you know, September through November. So you overwinter, the eggs will hatch the following spring, usually April through June timeframe. And the, the insects look like these little black nymphs. Now, uh, the egg masses will continue to grow, or I'm sorry, the, the nymphs will continue to grow and they'll, they'll have several stages. They'll have four different stages as a nymph. And so most of the time, you know, when they're smaller, they look black. Um, when they get close to the adult stage, uh, they actually look red with white dots and black stripes. So in that stage, they are very um, characteristic uh, as spotted lanternfly. And then when the adults emerge um, around midsummer, um, they the adults are black in color with brightly colored hind wings. So they've got red, black, and white uh, and gray on on their body and and spots on their their forewings. 
So the, they can fly. You'll see them jump a lot as well. Um, and, and like I said, you know, they feed on a variety of trees um, during their life cycle. The nymphs will feed on that plant tissue, um, causing quite a bit of damage. Well, we know that the spotted lanternfly is eventually going to get here. So what do we need to worry about that concerns their when they're here? Yeah, so it's important just to be watchful. Um, since it's not confirmed here in Colorado, we, we don't want it to get here, but it's going to take um, a lot of people just keeping an eye on things. And if you think you see an egg mass or a nymph or an adult, um, call your extension office, call the Colorado Department of Agriculture. Let's get a positive ID. Uh, and, and, you know, we need extra sets of eyes to, to help catch this before it gets here and becomes established. Um, it is, this insect is not harmful to humans, um, just harmful to, to a lot of different tree species and plant species. Uh, so if it did get established here, um, you know, places like Palisade that grow significant fruit crops, um, they could be looking at, um, a lot of damage to, to those, to those crops. Uh, so what can we do right now? We can just keep an eye on things and, and maybe let your neighbor know, hey, did you hear about, you know, we all have to watch out for, for this invasive species. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, that keeping a watch out is the most important thing right now. So here's a thought that comes to mind. Uh, is it possible to start a citizen scientist, spot it, lantern fly, program of some sort so that we can train people and and be the the eyes for you know the ag department and everybody else because they don't have enough eyes and and with them laying eggs in all these different locations it's it's almost an impossible task to even try to eradicate them when they're here unless we have other tools in the toolbox which we don't have yet Absolutely. You know, that's a great idea because we need as many eyes out there as possible. So yeah, a community science or citizen science program. Um, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And then we could, we could have them, you know, ready and, and knowing what to look for and where. Absolutely. We'll have to think about that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, what can homeowners do to prepare before they get here? Yeah, so again, um, being that extra set of eyes, looking for egg masses, nymphs, and adults can will help us go a long way. The other thing you can do, um, of course, is send in your insect samples. If you're not sure what this insect is and you think it could be a spotted lanternfly, um, please send it into the extension office. Um, and take pictures as well. Um, the other thing you can be aware of is if you are traveling to the eastern part of the country where there are known spotted lanternfly infestations, be sure you take a look at your vehicle, um, any equipment that's been outside, um, anything, because those egg masses can be, um, they can be anywhere, not just the trunk of a tree. It could be on your vehicle, on your tent, or um, anything that's 
outside. So as you, before you make your way back to Colorado, be sure to, to look for signs so you don't accidentally bring spotted lanternfly to Colorado. And they can be on trains, mm-hmm. you know, traveling between states. I mean, these insects have outsmarted us. Yeah. yeah. Really? They, mm-hmm. they just like, it's incredible. And, you know, so as a homeowner, where would I find spotted lantern fly if I was going out and being watchful and saying, okay, I'm going to be proactive about this and say you hear that it's come to Nebraska and or Kansas or even Wyoming and say, okay, what can I do? Yeah, so you can find the egg masses like we talked about pretty much anywhere. Um, So any markings on like your vehicle that you're not sure what it is, take a picture, um, you know, and if it looks like an egg mass, usually the egg masses are covered and sort of almost looks like mud or dirt, you know, over it. So anything that's really unusual, you know, double check to, to see what that is. And then keep an eye on your plants, you know, your fruit trees, um, they tend to aggregate on grape plants. Uh, and if you have a tree of heaven in your landscape, definitely keep an eye on that too, because that is a favored host plant for the spotted lanternfly. Lots of great information, lots, lots of, uh, good work ahead. So we'll keep our eyes out and hope that it's a while before they get here or hope that somebody comes up with some way to stop them. Absolutely. Yep. That's, that's always a hope. So thank you, Lisa, for joining me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And a thank you to the audience for listening. Tune in next time when we get to the heart of the matter on another important topic.